Amen. You can have your seats, guys. Worship team, thank you very much. All right. Look to your neighbor and smile. Look to your neighbor and smile at them. We're called to love our neighbors, right? Maybe Aubrey, you can switch that light on at the back for us. Then those at the back can see their neighbors too. Oh, look how beautiful your neighbor is. Now look, look at your neighbor and say, you are a gift. With the same smile that you had. Look, look at them again and say, you are a gift. Amen. You are a what did I say? You are a gift. You are a blessing. You are a gift. Do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe it about the person sitting next to you? Who believes it about the person next to them? All of us, nay. How much do you believe it about yourself? Low believes it. <laughs> Surfiel. Yes, Lo, you're right. If you would hear what God has to say about you, then you would believe it as much as your neighbor does. Amen? A quick recap um, as an introduction to the series that we are starting. We read from 1 Corinthians 12 a while back that we are, a, we are one body each local congregation is a body to God's glory and the body of Christ. And we are members of that body. We are not whole as individuals, but we are a part of. The East understands that concept. In the West, we don't. We want to be wholes ourselves. We are not a whole. We are but a part. Amen? And if that makes you think that it... That your value is diminished because you thought you were a whole, but now you're only a little muscle. It might seem like it diminishes your value, but realizing that you're not a whole on your own, but a part of a whole is critical. If you were a whole, you could argue that if you're not here, then who cares? Because there are many other holes. But you do leave a hole. Because we need you as part of the body. If the leg is not here, then we can only hop along. And that's just fun for so long. I hope you agree. And you could think, well, I serve as a whole being. I serve because it's good for me. And if you don't feel it's good for you, then you don't serve anymore. Because it's not good for you right now. But it, it's not never been about you. Then it's you fulfilling your role to the others that you're called to love. That they are your brothers and sisters. So your value increases when you realize that you are just a part that's called to play your role within the local congregation. And you are needed. We all want to be needed. We have a need to be needed. And in the body of Christ, this need is met. You are needed. Look at your neighbor and say, we need you. How many of you believe that we need your neighbor? 
are you? Only three of you. Okay. So you believe they're a gift, but you don't want the gift. Just a joke. We want your gift. Imagine you have a few muscles and, and toes and eyes, A-I-N-I, that suddenly stops functioning. Would you continue doing what you are busy doing? You would stop and go to the doctor. Well, if you're a Christian, you would first, you would first pray, and then you'd be healed. It says, call the elders, right? Whenever anyone among you is sick, let them call the elders. You are free to call the elders whenever you are sick. And they can anoint you with oil and pray. So don't lie at home and say, I'm sick. If you're struggling, you should call the elders. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. That's not part of the service, but that's for free um, whenever you need it. (laughs) But would we not immediately stop everything we're doing when the body is not functioning? When a part of us is not functioning, we notice it. And when we are deeply ingrained, our hearts are deeply ingrained in the local, local body, we also realize it. We also feel it. We don't know it's that that we feel. The more you get to know the local body, the more you know that's that muscle that's not working. But even if you don't know it well, it still affects us all. The whole body is not functioning. So your service to this body is critical, we said. And the next little excerpt says that now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would, be for the, it, it, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. So you might you feel that you don't fit the church box because a lot of the leaders look like hands. You smelly your foot now you think I'm not sure I belong we need you because the hands can't do anything unless the foot takes us there right so if you're different you need it more than what you think if you think you don't you, you don't fit here we need you more than you think okay otherwise we're a bunch of hands we'll be clapping and and baking, well, we can't even bake without, we, we can barely clap. You belong. Turn to your neighbor and say, you belong to the body. You are valuable to the body. All right. Now it continues and says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Look to your neighbor and say, I don't need you. I joke. I'm just joking. (laughs) If the eye has a speck of dust in it, it freaks out, right? It needs the hand, right? The eye is in absolute turmoil. It can't do anything. It's, It's tearing. It's going, ah! There's a little bit of dust in my eye. And the hand is like a little bit of dust. Now, the arrogant hand would say, well, that doesn't affect me at all. What's wrong with you? Stupid eye. It's just a little bit of dust. It's not that bad. And so some things affect some of us greatly and others does not. That means you can help. It doesn't mean they're weak. 
help I, help the I hand? Because what about it when it gets really cold and the hand can't function? The hand is so cold, it doesn't want to um, touch anything. I remember those mornings I had to play hockey in Sierras. In w- winter, it looked like it was snowing on the field. And I needed to take all of the penalties, or not the penalties, what do you call them in English? Yo! The hand can't. But then the eye can laugh at the hand and say, what's your problem? I function perfectly fine when it's cold. And I can show you exactly where you need to go to get some gloves or where the fire is at. So the eye can say, well, stupid hand. The cold doesn't affect me. It shouldn't affect you either. Or you can say, well, I understand I've got a role to play right now and help this poor hand. Are you with me? Look at your neighbor and say, we need you. Okay. Are you clear on that? You belong, you're needed. Are you a member? Now, you're not only a member once you have signed or agreed upon a membership form of some specific church. And if you haven't, then you're not. No, you are a member. When you got born again, you were born into the family of God, which is his ecclesia. So you are, by definition, a member. You are one. Whether you're slotted into a church or whether you're not, or whether you're somewhere in the middle, you are a member. The church needs you. It's not what you do, but it is who you are. A member. Remember? One Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, "Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it are the body. Are you are? It means it's an identity thing. It's not a thing you need to do, but because we are some things, we do some things. Because whatever you are, you do. If I say that your calling is to you, if you ask God, what should you do? And He says, "Well, play rugby." And you play rugby. Maybe after one year, you'd ask Him, "Should I still play rugby?" But if he comes to you and says, you are a rugby player, will you ask him again? You'll play. Because that's who you are. It's much more powerful than what you should do. Then your calling, it's actually not the right word, but let's leave it at that. Because you all understand what I mean when I speak about calling. Your calling, the thing that you believe that God has Put in your heart that the good works that you should walk in, that is often thought of as something that is uh, that has got to do with 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 the world outside the church. What my calling is is something I do outside. I start an NGO. I do at work. I'm in full time ministry. It's my calling. But each and every one of us has a part of our call is to the body. And a part of it is to the world. It's not one or the other. It is both for everyone. Because a member of a body cannot do otherwise. Because if the leg goes into cramp, the hand's first response is to the leg before it is to the work. So your call is to the body and then to the world. Are you with me? It cannot be otherwise. Think of your calling in that way. 
there are many ways to think about calling. There are many models that are helpful. This is just one helpful way to think about it. Because we often do not think about our call as to both, but as to one or the other. Galatians 6 verse 10 says, Let us do good to all people, but especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Let us help everyone who's got a cramp in their leg, but especially to your own body. The spiritual gifts then that we are going to spend time on for the rest of this month, in Scripture, where we read about them, they're always given in the context of church. They're always given the context of the local body. So the gifts that you have is firstly to serve the church with, the bride of Christ with. And she needs help. Would you agree? Don't ever run away from church because the church needs help. It's full of people like you and me. And that's the big problem. But we're also called as the solution to just love each other. Alice is not usually the one to be offended. She said last time, "This is a, this is kind of this is the thing that she usually preaches about." Maybe I said something wrong. Um, so we're going to dip into our spiritual gifts for the rest of this month, with the help of some of our friends and leaders in the congregation. We are going to demystify what all those big concepts like prophets and evangelists um, and words of wisdom and gifts of administration might mean. And um, because many times we look at them and we're not really sure what that means. But yet you might be called to fulfill such a role. You might be gifted like that, or you might be called to an office like that. So we're going to demystify the concepts that we find in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. So we get a better grasp on what they might mean. We're going to help us and help you to identify with them. Not like, okay, now I know exactly I am this, I am that. It's a journey. And you grow. And God, in some of these instances, He gives you certain gifts at certain times. And He calls you into certain offices in certain um, times. But the more you get to know yourself in the Spirit, the more you know these things. The more you get to know them. It's like, it's like Matthew. We all know it's clear for all of us that Matthew is a teacher and he leads worship. He knows it. That's what he does. He leads by teaching and leading worship. It's clear. He knows it. Um, and so we want you to start identifying with some of these gifts because you have them. Do you believe you have them? Mm-hmm. Or you can get them. And then we're going to prophesy over each other. So we're going to pray over each other in this month and trust God that he would speak to us about our gifts and release us in them. Do you see where we where we got the dip from. We're going to dip into your gifts. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to dip into your gifts. Okay, lacquer. So what's going to happen before we're going to proceed to a fun activity? Um, we're going to do a fun activity. 
Um, next week, Andre will do a teaching on the fivefold found in Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Andre. Looking forward to that teaching. Then the week after that, Ruth is going to dig into what's called the motivational gifts or the gifts of the Father in Romans 12. Ready, Ruth? She complained about the material I sent her to prepare for it, but I actually just gave it to so that she would pray more. Um, and then uh, 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to have the week after, Stefani on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be awesome. So don't miss it. We want to demystify, help you to identify and prophesy over those things. Ready? So you can take out your smartphones right now. Please. Please.